Welcome back to Get With The Programming. I'm Chase Ingram. I'm Captain America. And along with me is Bill Grundler. Oh. Wolverine. I hit it, and then I stopped it. You're old, dude. That's what happened. Hey, I'm not old yet. Fucking old now. I am not old yet. You wait one more fucking day before you call me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but I totally headbanged into the microphone. and <laughs> You did that and hit the button at the same time? Yeah, I double tapped your uh, your thing. I was like, I didn't tap it, and then I did tap it, and I'm like, oh, it's too it's too soon. Hey, but, hey, hey so how long, how long have we known each other now? Ooh. 15 years? 12 years? No, not that long. We've known none of each other for 15, 12. 12? 12. Oh, 12 years. Okay, so your first year of doing broadcast was when? Ooh, 12. Okay, so 12 years. Yeah. So when I met you, I was 41. Mm. And you were 20... 28? Uh, almost 30. God, you're just a wee baby. Yeah, wee baby. Speaking you're of babies. Wee baby. Dang it. Look at that hey! baby. <laughs> <laughs> you look like a giant baby. <laughs> Mr. J- oh, Justin man. Kotler is joining the show today because it is all about underdogs. We're talking about some team programming coming up for Wadapalooza. But, uh, sir, we, uh, we tried to connect, I believe it was a week ago. And this is what happens when we don't fully bring in the, uh, the duo for this. And yeah. the podcast gods were like, F that noise. We're just going <laughs> to... We said that the, the internet hamster died in your house and then a power drill was in my office. And we just like, you know what? Uh, let's just apologize to Bill and then we'll get him back on the show. And now here we are. <laughs> yeah. Make it yeah it, was, it, was a, it was a comedy of errors. So. Yeah, uh, we needed you, Bill. We needed you. Uh, to I'm here. All I'm here. Yeah. I like to play with it. I get FOMO anyway. So it's not cool if I can't come play with you guys. Oh, it's great. I, I want to come and I hang out. So much better. It's with great. You. So, ah, the barbell space. Yeah, yeah. tell you what, yeah. it, like, they, you guys have just, like, com- I know you've been around, but, like, just in the last, what, few weeks, you guys just exploded on the scene. It's Agreed. Cool. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. 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 I, like, I from, like isn't that from Brian number two? To nonstop everywhere. That Brian number two? Is that, is that who that is? <laughs> yeah, I'm everywhere. That's, That's awesome. Everywhere. Yeah, we miss you guys, too. Thanks for, uh, Justin, thanks for your time today. Uh, just oh, a catch up man it's uh you know we had what we had team qualifiers for wadapalooza go freeze? down did i freeze yeah oh no they're back okay oh justin was just he's intentful like <laughs> that guy's focused <laughs> yeah, don't mess with us now <laughs> and uh um, yeah the water yeah please god the uh wadapalooza uh, team qualifiers <laughs> went down uh, I got a crop of teams heading to there in Miami, but between then and now, we've had the Rogue Invitational. We had some time to digest. Uh, Ricky was there, and then um, uh, who else was there? Um, well, it was nice to see Carrie in the uh, the Legends. Yeah, Carrie and Tommy were yeah. the Legends. Yeah, that's that right. Exciting. That was really cool. Yeah, Tommy, last Tommy, the whole time he's just like, I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> I know. I'll tell you what, though. So last year, Tommy got his ass handed to him. Uh, so this year, he was low key training for this. Like if you notice, like this year, he was he was a lot better out there. But what I think is hilarious is he, so he brought his son, and I think like the, the the last day he was playing basketball with his son, and he was really pissed off because he he, he was jumping and he wasn't able to touch the rim, so he kept. So he kept like jumping and oh, jumping no. and jumping and jumping and jumping. He pulled his hamstring. No. There you go. God. 
Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Getting old sucks. No doubt. Oh, dude. Oh, oh man. It, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, but like that that group, the the whole legends. I, as a fan of what we do and like being a purist and the OG thing and all that, like I love seeing all of those names come back out. I love seeing that. Oh, but then great. at the same time, as an older athlete myself, like I don't train like when I used to train super, super hard like that to get ready for whatever. And all, all of them, there was, there's not one of those athletes out there, any of them, they all know what they're supposed to do. And life doesn't yeah. always lend itself to do that. <laughs> like you get out on the floor and you are like the worst masters athlete of all time because you have all the skill, all the knowledge, maybe not the capacity that you used to have or the training foundation anymore, but you're like, you know what? Fuck it. We're gonna <laughs> right. right I don't care. Right. That's it. I mean, but I oh, love it. Well, it's I, so cool. I, what I think that is, is like, you know, before I would like bang myself up training to try to be a games athlete. And then as I get older, I injure myself while competing as a not games athlete. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's usually it happened. Oh, but, dude, uh, yeah. Before we get so to Wadapalooza, I mean, you know, had Ricky out there. You know, we talked about it's like as far as his performance went, a lot of up and down. Obviously, things kicked off pretty well, but uh, you know, from year end, you know, Ricky's coming off an incredible season that I could only imagine as the physical toll, but emotional toll that whole season took with the weight of four extra years of anticipation onto that. Is that you know? What was that like coming off of the games, trying to recover and get ready for Rogue with you and Ricky? Yeah, listen, this past season was incredible for him, obviously. Um, you know, it's an incredible story. Um, I, I think that this competition that, that Rogue, first and foremost, it was, it was more destructive than it's been <laughs> in the past. I think, I think if you'd spoke, like, to, to all of the athletes, um, they were – beat the fuck up like it was Dude. i you know to to a man back there everyone was like holy shit you know um they they were they were beat up um and ricky i think was surprised at, at how beat up he was especially after those first two days um but i'll be honest with you man i i i think it was probably pretty good for him mm -hmm. in the sense that i think ricky coming off the games felt like okay I'm going to be able to show up at a competition mm. and I'm, I'm coming in. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm on the podium. Right. I'm coming on the podium. Like it doesn't matter what shows up. Doesn't matter the program. Doesn't matter who's there. Like, and not that he was taking everybody else lightly. It mm -hmm. wasn't that. I just think it was a great reminder that the top 10, and I would say there's probably like 10 guys yeah. at this point, And we saw it this weekend. There's probably 10 guys, depending on the program, and that that can finish anywhere from one to 10 mm -hmm. in a, in, in, on most given weekends. And I think it was, I think for him, it was a good reminder that, hey, if I'm, first of all, if I don't perform, if I don't have my A game and I don't perform at a high level every single event, these guys are going to step on my neck. Like they, there's no doubt that like they, they'll beat your ass and like you know it's it's not one of those things where it's like oh shit i can just show up and i'm you know no it's it's you know you've got to make sure that like when you're there you've got to you've got to perform you got to have your a game you got to feel good you can't leave points out there all those things 
And I think it was up and down for him. I think there were some events that uh, programming wise were a challenge. Mm. Like there's no doubt that the, that back squat workout for him is just, that's a tough workout. That's just, just heavy for have, him, right? That was yeah. 93% of his one rep max. And he did, he did it unbroken. When we were done, we were like, well, that was a win. Like that's the best you could have done. And yeah. it was an 18th. You know what I mean? Like, Jeez. like that's, that's just the way it's going to be. Right. You know, but then you take a workout like the uh, elimination workout where normally like to me that I look at that workout, I'm like, oh, it's a top five. Legless mm-hmm. rope climb, overhead squat, sandbag carry. He's great at all those. And what did he do? Try to go too fast on the sandbag, fell. And that oh was it. yeah. Out. I forgot about yeah. that. Right. And yeah. that's a top, that's a top five workout for him. So you leave now because of the points, you leave 60 points mm. on the, on the field. 60 points at is is now five spots it's your difference between finishing 10th and finishing fifth you know what i mean like it it just was one of those things for him and then there were a couple more out there that were the same thing so we look at it and honestly i think it's going to light a fire under his ass because i think both of us look at the result and we're like we never want to finish 10th in a a competition Mm -hmm. like i don't care what it is now you may say like you know 10th top 10 in the world that's great but I, you know, Ricky looks at it like, fuck that. I want to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tenth is like, hell no. So I think it was, I think it was a great, I think it will, it'll, it'll be a great catalyst for him. I think it'll light a fire under his ass. And I think it also, what it did for me, which was great, was Ricky in his mind thought he was going to do rogue. Then he was going to go home and do a team down under championship. Then he was going to go to Dubai and mm-hmm. do Dubai individual. Then he was going to come to the States and do Wadapalooza individual and team. And I, and I said to him, listen, you just got done with the games and I guarantee you, you're not fully recovered from the games and look what happened. Look how fucked up you were coming to the States and then rogue. Now you're going to go home to Australia and then a month later, turn around and go to Dubai. And then a month later, come to the States. No, you're not, Mm -hmm. you're not doing it. So we, we pulled him out of rogue. I mean, excuse me. We pulled him out of Dubai. Yeah, I just saw that. Saw that. Hey, just saw that. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, and I, and I was like, listen, man. I know you want to make up for time lost, but that's not the way to do it. You know what I mean? Like, you're gonna run yourself into the ground by January, and then you're gonna have to spend three or four months recovering. When what we should be doing is ramping up and getting you ready for the games. When you come over over for Wadapalooza, he's gonna stay in the states for about five months. Come to Vegas, train with the crew. And, and so I, I just think taking Dubai out makes a ton of sense. And I know that the fans in Dubai will be disappointed. And I know Ricky really wanted to do it because Dubai stuck by him. And yeah. they were his first invitation after. True. And I understand that. But make me the bad guy. You know what I mean? Because I was like, Ricky, this is a mistake. Like, I, I think this is a mistake. And it was. And I think after Rogue, where he was so fatigued coming to the States, you know, he, he tweaked his back when he got here and had to take four or five days off. And he just didn't have his normal full volume going into an event. And he was crushed after Rogue. <laughs> I think it was I think it was a great like it was just really good for him to see that, hey, like in my mind this sounds good, but in in practical terms and actuality, this is not a great idea. So um, you know, we talked him out of that and and I think it'll set him up now to have a, a very successful season. And I can't wait to have him in Vegas. He's so great to be around. Like the, the, the camp just loves him. Um, and, but I also think like, you know, ha- having, you know, Matt and Alex and, mm-hmm. and, you know, these other, these other monsters to go up against every day is just going to be so good for him to be around for the season. So hey, that's going to be awesome. I, I got to ask, I mean, obviously him coming into the game this year, there was, 
the whole game season, there was all the hype. Is he going to be able to perform after all the four years, all this buildup? And you, you as a coach, are obviously going to be building him to peak at the games. All of these mm-hmm. off-season events, uh, I mean, in reality, none of these off-season events, unless you have no shot at the games and like you're trying to do this part just for money, you're not peaking. Nobody is peaking for any no. of these. So how do you as a coach work with someone like Ricky, who I am sure he is still like, I, I think the, the downside for him, even though, okay, he's made it in people are going to say what they're going to say. He <clears throat> got himself on the podium. He proved to everyone, Hey, I'm supposed to be here. I'm back. I'm clean. I'm back. Oh, I've yeah. been tested. I've been this, I've been that. How do you get him to not feel the need to have to prove himself to like, perform but not prove himself especially in a situation like this where it is i mean you know we saw mal o'brien didn't go to the game to, yeah. to, to rogue either because it's like what's the purpose of the season what are we trying to do are you one of the athletes just trying to get some money so you can kind of continue for the season right or are you trying to use this as training to peak for the games or the season that you're looking at i mean it, it is a in it's a tough situation because all Absolutely. of these are big draw events. Rogue is a big draw event. Dubai is a big draw event. Wadapalooza, obviously. Nobody doesn't want to not go to those. You all you want to test yourself, but you don't want to break yourself. So how do you how do you get a guy like Ricky, who's the guy who is constantly needing to prove himself, to not worry about proving himself? How do you do that? That's, that's such a great question, and I think that the the element that you brought up too, which I think is is you know listen. This is a this is a professional sport. They're professionals. They they you know you turn down some of these events, you're turning down the potential to make big money. Yeah. Um, you know, and let's be honest, Ricky coming back after five years, you know, we, we're very grateful and thankful for the sponsors he has. But he's not one of the most sponsored athletes out there, right? Mm. Like there were a lot of there were a lot of uh, sponsors that were waiting to see how he did. You know, they they weren't jumping on board. And you know, you've got some athletes out there that are making considerably more money from sponsorship than they're doing from actual event earnings. He doesn't Ricky's put enough butt pictures money. on his Instagram. That's why it's not enough uh, ass that, shots. That's, that's true too. Yes. <laughs> Come on, you're supposed shot. to help uh, him out with that stuff. You know. I will try. I'll try. I'll get. I'll make sure I talk to Snorri. We'll put a whole thing together. Photo shoot um, time. Yeah, yeah. But but you know, for Ricky too, it's a it's balancing. Like, okay, I want to give myself the opportunity to make money, but like, what what do I really want? What's my end goal here? And I, I think if you asked him, the the num- number one, two, and three on the list is winning the CrossFit game. Right. Like Rogue is an exhibition. That's a lot of fun. Go have fun. And, you know, Wadapalooza, it's an exhibition. Like it's great to go and you want to do well. But at the end of the day, our entire season for him right now is geared towards feet picks. Wow. Okay. Um, (laughs) It's it's a category. It's a category. Hey, it's. Our entire season is geared towards is to, geared towards peaking right at at the games and and uh, and so ultimately like everything that we're doing I think these are these are they're good barometers mm-hmm. right like you can say, hey let's go do this competition and if you get your ass handed to you in one or two events it's great to say okay add that to the list what do we do how do we tweak our programming a little bit because there are some things that I saw at Rogue that for me I was like okay. Like mm. we've got to focus a little more on this. Uh, let's be honest. Okay. Ricky is a flawed athlete. I love him to death, but Ricky's Ricky has some deficiencies of movement that some of the other top athletes may not necessarily have. And I think a lot of that just has to do with his rugby background. 
the fact that he's, you know, he, the way he's built, you know, th- there are certain things that he's not necessarily as good at as some mm-hmm. of the other athletes. But what Ricky has in spades is grit. And let's be honest, when Ricky's at his best, he may have the best engine in the sport, which reminds us of some of the athletes we've seen over in, in the past that maybe their movements weren't as pristine as others, but you take a Sam Briggs and you say, okay, no one's going to yeah. outgrid her and no one's going to outengine her. Mm-hmm. And when I look at Ricky and I look at a running event or I look at the second to last event with the muscle-up event, those are events that I say to myself, okay, we're going to win that. We're going to win that. And we came in third and we came in fifth. And I say, okay, well, People will say, oh, third and a fifth is great. Yes, it's great, but not when you not not when you say, okay, like I'm assuming I'm winning that. Right. So that if I come right. in tenth in something else, I've made up the points there. Like there are certain things that I look at and say, okay, we when we come into an event, we've got to make sure that you are the fittest person there as, as far as your engine is concerned. And then there'll be some other things that obviously there's going to be some damage control there, and that's fine. Like in a 17 event competition at like the games, you can have that still win. There's no doubt about that. But, you know, I, I think without question, the best, the best part of it, Bill, for me is like, it's a great barometer for us to take some things and learn, but really it's to apply it to the season so that then we can peak where we want to peak, which, was, which for Ricky is the CrossFit games without question. Um, and that's why we pulled him out of road because if it was just about making money, and it was just about, you know, like going mm. to a competition here, let's make money here. We can go to a competition and make 20K here, let's make 20K here, or 100K here. Well, then we would put them in events all throughout the season, and then we wouldn't prioritize the games. But I know for Ricky, he's, he's playing the long game. I mean, this is about creating a legacy. Like, this is about, you know, like, what do you want from your career? And, and to me, like, yes, people will remember that you, that you, you know, podium that you buy, but not compared to the CrossFit games. You know, you rack up a couple of those, and now we're talking about, you know, top 10 in the history of the sport, which I know for him, like, he feels like he's got the goods to be that, and he's missed out on four years of that. So right. now, you know, let's make sure that when we go and we show up in Madison or ultimately in Birmingham, um, that that we're making sure that, that you know, we're doing our damage there. And I, I think without question, you know, that's that's where we're looking towards. Nice. Well, and Sam, speaking of looking towards, right, we, uh, we're we here to talk about, you know, partly of what the season's been like for you, especially the offseason with a lot of your athletes and, you know, the, your stock of athletes, we have a lot more coming and specifically towards Wadapalooza. And what you see at Wadapalooza a lot with a lot of individual athletes is they love going team at Wadapalooza, the three-man, three-woman teams. And this yeah. year, the format is even a bit different because athletes actually have an option for both coming in. And when you talk about managing the season and what maybe is best for which athlete, how do you look at, because I'm sure some of them, like any of them, is like, well, if I can do both, I want to do both. Or do do you have to you know, reel in some, push for the others? How do you manage your crew going into, say, this new format for Wadapalooza between the team and individual? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. And, you know, it is cool this year. I think, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the top athletes uh, are, are stoked about the opportunity to be able to compete individually and compete team. I think the way that Wadapalooza has set it up this year is nice in the sense that you've only got two days for, you know, the individual competition, two days for teams. So it does 
make it possible, right? I mean, these guys are used to, you know, it, let's say most of the time, maybe a three-day competition, mm -hmm. but it's not out of the realm that they've done four-day comps. So having that four days and saying, okay, I'm going to do two days indie, two days team, it, it makes it possible. The volume is not insane. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's it's cool for them. And really what we do, uh, you know, at Underdogs is, is we'll take it case by case basis. Okay. And we'll say to ourselves, okay, you know, what do we – what are we trying to do here, right? Like take an, an athlete like Alex, right? Alex Kazan. She made the games for the first time this past year as an individual. She's a young athlete. She's 21 years old, right? Um, and and I looked at, you know, we looked at a couple things for her as to, you know, what do we want to do here? Well, she's going to be, you know, she decided I really want to be able to, to train through. I don't want to have to worry too much about tapering. I don't want to have to worry too much about the stress of, of individual. I'm really trying to continue, you know, to build my trajectory as an athlete. So she decided she's just going team, right? Okay. She's just going to go team. Um, she's going to be on a team with Carrie Pierce and Ariel Lowen, oh, which is obviously a phenomenal. Wow. Team. Oh, yeah, wow. So okay. Yeah, that <laughs> that yeah, is I mean, awesome. That's going to be a, a stacked. Yeah. That's a stacked squad. And you know, it gives her the opportunity to compete with two other incredible individual mm -hmm. competitors, get experience under her belt, but also look at it like, Hey, it's Miami in January. It's a fun weekend. It's going to be, you know, less stress for her, which I think right now is, is fantastic. You know, that's, yeah, yeah, Jules, it's, it is a team. Um, so, you know, for us, that's where we looked at with her, you know, for somebody like Ricky, you know, Ricky, it, it, the way that Ricky looks at it is, Hey, like I, I want to try now rogue to me was more of an exhibition. Mm -hmm. That was one where we weren't really worried about peaking. It was one where going down and kind of having some fun. Wadapalooza for him, I think is, it, you know, it's two tiered in the sense that, Oh, wow. That, no pun intended. Cause I was going to say <laughs> tier is one of his, is his big sponsor. <laughs> and so for him, it's, it's a wonderful opportunity for him with his big sponsor to mm -hmm. be able to go down compete in the competition that they're the title sponsor of. And for him now to be able to go down, try to win it individually, try to win on a team. Cause now he's going to be on a team oh. with Tim Paul, Tim Paulson and Matt Delugos. So oh my God. Man. Team full send or like what, right. you know, what's the team name going to be? <laughs> That's hilarious because I think actually that is in the run. <laughs> Send it to yeah. end it. I don't know so, what else, but like, man, that's yeah. a bunch of dudes who are yeah. like, hey, it's a it's a bike race to the finish, and I'm like, done. I don't need to be tired and right. lose. <laughs> you get it. Those guys. Yeah. Crazy. Exactly. <laughs> so those guys, you know, and and so for Ricky, I know, like he really he, he really wanted to say, hey, okay, like prior to the season or right at the beginning of the season, let's do an individual comp. Um, let's try to win it. And then from there, next big competition for Ricky will obviously be semifinals, right? Mm -hmm. So we'll have that block where we can go really, really big um, and train. And, you know, I, I, what I love about Ricky and, and really most of the athletes that we have is they, he, you know, there's so much growth that can continue to happen. You know, they haven't maxed out their potential. Um, so it's exciting for me as a coach to, to be able to kind of dig in and say, okay, you know, you use the competitions as a barometer, you use them to be able to say, okay, these are things that we do really well. These are things that we need to improve on. And, and that's one of the things, you know, is, is like you train, you compete, you assess, you train and you improve, right? Those are the big things. 
And, and so that's kind of what we're going to be able to take from it. And I'm super stoked about the opportunity. And we have, you know, more athletes that'll be down there. And I know a lot of the camps like Wadapalooza is so much fun. It's a festival and it's a great opportunity to be able to compete, but also to have funds, uh, to have fun with your friends and, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, a lot of friendly competition between the camps as well. It's going to be a blast, man. I can't wait. And that's the great part about Wadapalooza. And, and this was, I would say, before they almost got like forced into the sanctional uh, position was the teams of three in Wadapalooza, it's a fitness festival. That's what they wanted to bill it as. They wanted it to be fun. They wanted to showcase the athlete, but they wanted to make it as Miami as possible. The lights, yeah. the outside, yeah. the dancing lady intercontinental hotel and all the things in between. And yeah. what you did get to see is that athletes were having so much fun while doing it, but especially on the team side, Bill, I don't know about you, but watching the team competition in through the past couple of years with the threes has actually been more exciting to a certain extent than say the individual competition. It's like, I mean, and I'm not, I mean, I, I know you guys are like the big comic book clashers and like, you know, you get you and Sean or whatever, but like the Wadapalooza is when you get teams that would never come together right. in any sort of situation. You have athletes that are like, I'll never do a team. Like they're not a team athlete. They're an indie. But then you have this one time weekend where you get to see these three, whether it's on the guy's side or on the girl's side or whatever. And it is so fun to watch just to see what they would do. I mean, you mix this little group up over here and see what they do. And the whole time, like, we, I mean, we talk to them in and out in between competitions, during the competition, whatever. And whether they're crushing everything or they're not crushing everything, you just see athletes smile like you have never seen them smile all the way through. I mean, if without trying to blow enough smoke up Wadapalooza's ass right now, <laughs> like, it is the event that all the athletes enjoy to compete in and aren't broken when they come out of it. It's mm-hmm. a great barometer. It's yeah. a lot of fun. There's a lot of hype. You, you still get great competition. Um, the events are usually, I mean, just, just really fun to watch and set up really, really well. So, I mean, you talk about one of the best events out there for the athletes. It's, it is that. I think because they don't break everyone off and they get these opportunities. So the fact that they can do either, like I'm really interested now to find out what athletes are going to play both sides of the table team and individual or they just going to go the one i mean because it's it is fun like people go out there for more of like a vacation training set set session you know what i mean and let's be honest i mean last year uh that like that battle between the boys right chandler and noah and travis against matt lugos con and and Uh, newberry Newberry, i mean that was a blast yeah stole the show right Mm -hmm. like i mean that was just so cool and then you had like the mayhem, the mayhem ladies versus uh, the the Oslo, Oslo. Who yeah. Just you know, everyone keeps forgetting how good they are. They're the ones who ended up winning, right? Right. Yeah. So it's like it's such you get these phenomenal athletes to come together, and it's so much fun. And I think it'll be the same this year. And I think you're going to see what's cool because you've got the the indies on the on that Thursday, Friday, you're going to see a lot of the individuals who do both. And it's great for the fans. The fans are going to be able to see them compete individually, see them compete. Um, oh, thank you. Um, to see them compete, uh, you know, together. It's, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm stoked and I love, you know, and, 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 you know, obviously kind of segueing into some of the stuff that we're doing. It's just, it's a great opportunity to prep, you know, mm-hmm. people and, and, you know, to have fun because, you know, during the season, obviously with, with two men and two women, 
um, you know, it's, it's a little bit different, but now you get the three, you know, same sex teams. And it's so fun for a lot of these athletes to be able to compete together. Uh, we don't get to see it any other competition. And, and so like, I love, I love the fact that we've done, you know, this, where we've, we're now prepping, you know, people to be able to compete at Wadapalooza and, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a cool, it's a cool idea. I really Let love me- it. Let me ask you guys, because I know you guys are both doing you know your team stuff as your program for underdog and whatever. How how do you program for individuals that aren't team athletes? That's not what they do. How do you change or do you change their programming for something like this to go out and have some fun? How do you get how do you get them ready, ramp them up to be part of a team when that's not their gig? Like how different does their programming look when you guys set it up? You say for Waterpalooza. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it counts, I, uh, but it doesn't again, count. But they all want to go out and do yeah. their best. I mean, they're athletes. That's what they do. Yes, yes. So I, I think, again, for, for us, like in individual case-by-case basis, I think what's most important is is speaking to the athlete and kind of finding out, like, what does this mean to you, right? Is this a, is this a situation where you want to go out there and you say to yourself, like, this to me is, you know, if the, if the Super Bowl is here – then this is the NFC championship. <laughs> this is still a major event. Like, right. I want to go out there and I, you know, we're going to, we're going to do a full taper going in. We're going to give you a week or two off coming out. Like, you know, we're really going to focus on uh, bump up your swimming. We're going to bump up. We're going to take a look at the programming and, and really see like over the last few years, what has Wadapalooza done, you know, comparatively to, you know, the, the, the rest of the season, like what CrossFit does. And I think then you can, you can make some changes and really kind of individualize towards the event. Or in some cases, it's, fuck it, I want to go down. I want to have some fun. Don't change my programming at all. Let's focus on this is, you know, all my weaknesses getting ready for the season, really trying to think of like peaking at, you know, mini peak at semifinals, peaking at the games, et cetera. So Bill, I think it's, it's on a, it's kind of on a personal basis, depending on how they view the competition. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you, uh, um, do you, do you not let certain people compete because one person wants it to be the NFC championship? And the other one just wants to go out <laughs> on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you guys yeah. can't go together. Yeah. No. So, so what I'll tell them is, Hey, like, you know, you're not going to do individual here. You're going to do team, right. Or you're not going to do team here. You're going to do individual. I think it just depends on the person and we'll take a look and really like the way I look at it is Wadapalooza really kind of starts the whole Mm, season. So the fact that it's in the calendar year, you've got to look at it like, okay, we've got this, then we've got the open, then we've got quarterfinals. Then we've got semifinals and then ideally the games and, and how that affects your training, depending on the part of the season that we're in, or depending on what are your goals for the season? Are you a quarterfinals athlete that's really busting your ass to get the semifinals? Is, are you a semi athlete that could, you know, break their arm and do quarterfinals with one arm and still qualify? <laughs> are you a games or you are a games athlete that knows like, hey, unless I go and shit the bed at semifinals, I've got a 90% chance of getting through semis. Like, what type of athlete are you? What are we talking about here? And I think it all plays into the decision that you make, you know, when you look at these outside events, right? Or, or you know, the events that aren't quote unquote part of a CrossFit season. Um, so I, I think all of those things play into it. And then we'll take a look at it and really kind of change things up depending on what their season looks like. And a lot to that, you know, to tail off, you know, Justin's talking about, because we actually have been getting to work together, <clears throat> getting teams for underdogs 
ready for Wadapalooza. We just got through the qualifiers. You guys qualified a shit ton of teams, which is freaking awesome to see that. And now it's shifting gears yeah. towards what a Wadapalooza normally is. And, you know, my, my t- focus coming from is like, I don't need to take individual games athletes and turn them into team athletes. What I need them to get used to is working together in little certain nuances. And that programming does not need to affect or interfere with their individual programming whatsoever, right? And so what Justin has going on with a lot of his individual athletes that are on site and as well as the individual programming that people can do with underdogs is that the team programming is an accessory to. It's not its own solid program. So it's not derailing anybody's stuff. But, hey, three times a week we're going to do one team workout that ranges from 5 to 20 minutes and they're practicing things that not necessarily it's like, okay, Wadapalooza, there's a lot of weird nuances. And okay, if there's something nuanced, do you need to practice that nuanced thing? Or do you need to practice adjusting to adversity on the fly? Because when it's nuanced or niched, it's not about practicing that thing, but how you adjust to that adversity. And so some of the programming is just designed about, hey, here's a workout. It's going to be really hard. There's no way to really prep for it. And it's just going to teach you guys or girls had to work together on the fly in a workout that there's no way to get around it other than to suffer together. Right. And so, you know, we throw one of those in once a week and it's, it's an addition to not a, not a subtraction from is the biggest thing of the team programming at underdogs. Is it, is it a, yeah, absolutely. Is it a skill type thing or do you have, cause I mean, you know how it, how it goes. The thing that breaks teams down Mm -hmm. is lack of communication. Right. So are those things testing abilities together? Like just uh, timing wise, are you making it to where like, okay, make sure you guys turn up the music really loud when you do this so you can't hear. And so someone has to follow, you know, you have your coxswain over here who's calling whatever. How do you, how do you, do you set any of that up in there? Or is it more just like, a, hey, you guys figure it out on the fly? What do you guys, how do you guys? manage that to me it's a lot of figured out i don't need to teach someone to get better at muscle ups i don't need to get someone any stronger that's what the individual stuff programming is for with justin and underdogs the team stuff is how do we work together on synchro things like this how do we match up a toes to bar hang while someone else is doing some type of movement over there how do we work together as three people doing some type of synchronized movement how to work with sandbags together it's it's all just teaching them how team events unfold on the competition floor. We're not trying to teach someone or, or program someone to be a better athlete. That's what the individual program is for. That goes with anybody, whatever their individualized programming. What this team yep. programming is designed to be is, as we said before, it's, it's, it's in addition to. It's accessory work, but in a team workout setting, and it's only three times a week. And so it's like forcing people into positions they would never be in as individuals with two other people. And what I think is huge about that and, you know, is, is also like, we, we know, right. Like it's one thing to say, okay, great. Like, you know, we'll do team programming. But the other thing is in a lot of cases where we see in competition, it's how do you react when things break down? Right. Like we see, it's not a, it's not a perfect science. Like sometimes. So I think these, these, these workouts and this program is going to put them in situations that they're like, Oh, okay, well, we're going to do this rep scheme. We're going to do this. Well, that sounds great, but now let's see what actually happens when you get in the fire. Right. And if it breaks down, how do you react now? Who's going to cover this side? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? And you're getting more and more experience as a team, right. In, when the when the shit hits the fan which ultimately at the end of the day in competition is such a huge factor especially Mm -hmm. when 
you know, this is a special event. You know, a lot of these people are coming together for the first time. They might not necessarily be together the entire year. So what's really cool is they're getting a couple of months of prep work where they can try to avoid, right, the catastrophe that happens in an event or can happen in an event with a team. And and what I love about it too is like like Chase said, you know, is it's not really affecting your weekly program, right? Like you're able to throw this in, you know, you could do a couple of these as Metcons, just sub them in and as, as Metcons during the week in whatever programming that you're doing. And it's just going to prep you that much better to succeed as a team. And we've also, you know, made the price point really, really low for people so that they, you know, this is not something that's going to break the bank. It's something that's really, you know, it's, it's a kind of a scenario kind of takes the guesswork out of it for you where you're like, okay, what should we do? as a team? <laughs> yeah. Well, here you go. Here, here, here are workouts that you can do, you know, that uh, are coming, you know, from, from the minds of people that are, are you know, have, are experienced, have seen the programming over the years and kind of have an idea of what might come up. And I, I think for people, it's just a wonderful addition for them to be able to prep themselves for like what we've talked about, you know, one of the coolest events that, that we do in the CrossFit space during the year, you know, so it's just a, it's just a really cool addition. How uh, uh I, w- I want to know how someone like uh, Carrie Pierce is handling doing some team training stuff. I mean, you've oh, seen man. it. She, so she give, give me, it, give me, bro. give me some, give me some real life. Give me some real life of these individual yeah. athletes having to yeah. play team with people playing the same sandbox. Yeah. yeah. How's it turn out? Yeah. So what I what I love about it is getting the is getting the groups together. So, uh, you know, we're going to we're going to get like Ariel come out here and, you know, so that Alex and she and and Carrie can kind of do it all together. Um, You know, but what we see is we've got a couple of girls in here. We have a team, a really solid team with Ali Scuds, uh, Scuds, Buds and Christine Best. Oh, Um, yes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love it. Um, So so they're. The, the name of it is cool. It's, it's uh, Best Buds and Scuds. <laughs> That's those so are, great. Those are the names of the right? Um, but yeah, man, it's like what, what I love is like you see some of these these athletes that aren't used to doing it. And what I love is like putting putting that stuff in there and having them, you know, have to get after it, have to work together as a team. I love seeing like Carrie and Alex do synchro work together, mm. you know, and, and, you know, it's what I – you know, the coolest thing, and you guys know this, is you're now accountable to somebody else. So seeing that person be accountable to their teammate, it's just it's just awesome. Like, it's, it, I think it ramps things up another level, man. Like, you go to the next level, and now you're, you're you know, I, I think in a lot of ways, it, 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 it's fun because it gets them out of their comfort zone. And now, like, you, you stretch yourself because you're accountable to somebody else. Um, and I think that that's great for any athlete. You know, I, I think we can all say, like, there's a lot of times that people get in their gym, they get in their comfort zone, they're used to doing things the way they like to do them, they're used to breaking up things the way they like to break them up. And this is a way to get out of your comfort zone. And whether you do team during the season or not, I think it's a great experience to be taken out of that comfort zone. Like, Carrie Pierce is going to stretch you. You know what I mean? Like you're going to have to do five more reps than you want to do. I mean, let's be honest. Right. And I think that's the case in a lot of ways. Like, you know, you put yourself in that position with somebody who's going to make you do something that, Hey, fuck, I didn't know I could even do that. Mm -hmm. And they now like 
now I now I've been proven that I can really do this. So I, I think in a lot of ways it's a great opportunity to be able to get yourself out of a comfort zone. And and we see that with our athletes, you know, and we'll do that more and more as we lead up to Wadapalooza, where we say, Hey, okay, this is what you're doing today. You know, you're you're jumping on this workout that Chase put together and you had no idea that it was happening. And like I won't even put it in their programming like it's on True Coach. Like I'll just say, nope. This is a change. This is what you're doing. Grab this, you know, grab your partner, grab your teammate. Here we go. We're doing this. And I think that that's a wonderful way for people to, to prep themselves, um, you know, as we get closer and closer. And we got two months. So there's, there's a mm-hmm. great opportunity still to get ready for it and to get better and better at team programming, especially, you know, as we lead up to Wadapalooza. Bill, and you've seen it before, is that teams that aren't successful are rarely less fit than the team that beat them, especially when you have multiple individuals. And it's all coming down. I mean, how often do we say communication, teamwork, nonverbal cues, all those types of things. And when you look at programming, especially in a training side, is that you have to put the athletes in position where they have options to choose what to do. And what I mean by that is something as simple as, okay, how do you make a workout that has just bulk work? 250 of this, 250 of that, 250 of that. Are you supposed to tell everyone to do 15? Because we've seen that structure in the past. That doesn't help teams communicate together. All right, we're all doing sets of 15, and then we're, we're just going to see who beats the other team. It's like, no, no, here's 250. Here's another 250 and another 250. Do it however you want as fast as you can. That teaches people how to communicate. That teaches people how to know where they're at physically. Because Carrie might be in there and say it's toes to bar, and she's doing 50 right off the bat. And then the next athlete comes in and is like, listen, I'm good for like 25. So you guys got to figure out how to game plan this when we come back around. right? As opposed to just giving anyone designated reps. And, and the way this programming is designed is that it's not going to break you off, but it's going to teach you so many different nuances about yourself, about your teammates, Maybe I could stretch more than I thought because I was allowed to, as opposed to just getting pigeonholed with a rep scheme or a you-go-I-go format that's already dictated for us. There's so much freedom of choice in this programming that it makes people learn how to talk to each other and listen to their bodies and, and communicate that in the middle of a workout. All right, so I got two things now because I think if I was someone that was wanting to go that route, to hop into that, that, that style of training, one... Um, when you when you're putting these together you have is it set up that your team has to be all there together to do it or do you have to have sub ins to do it like it's a three person or a four person or whatever it has to be a group thing is that correct yeah the, the way it's set up now is that the most optimum way to do the training is i mean obviously it would be optimal I'm, yeah. just, I'm just asking yeah it's it's designed where your three athletes will be in the same spot at the same time okay and then when you say I think it's great that you say that you are given opportunities to learn how to do whatever. When you say opportunities to learn like that, like does that mean you have pitfalls that are built into it or you have options of trying it or it's like, okay, here's your 250, 250, 250. Come up with one option now because next week you have to come up with another option to try it. Like how are you making them learn with the programming? What does What sets up situations for them to learn those pitfalls before they get on the competition floor? So a lot of that in the very beginning is just giving them the rep options. But the biggest tool that we have that I love and I'm sure team athletes hate is this protocol we call team forging. And Justin's laughing because he saw a couple of these. And the team forging ones 
are purely tests to stretch the team together in a way that you normally wouldn't do in a program. So for example, and this is just a horrible example, is that we had a mile sandbag bear hug carry for the team. And that was it. And it was, if the bag dropped, like there was, if the bag, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? If the bag dropped, there was no penalty. No one was getting in trouble for dropping the bag. But it came down to how long do you think you can carry? How long do you think you should carry? And then what are the other two athletes doing as far as who they think should be next? Because it's not always one, two, three, right? Because it could be all three of us like, yep, we're going to go in order. Chase, Bill, Justin. And then after three rounds, I'm like, guys, my back is blowing up. I need like five minutes. And so you put these athletes in situations that are not ridiculous, but in situations where they have no choice but to really learn from each other while learning about themselves. And it's just little things like that. But our team forging, it's once a week, it's one of the three every week, is something out there that is like you would never watch this. Like these aren't meant to be like really fun, watchable events. I don't know. We did that one time when they did a swim event around – <laughs> Remember they had them all on the floating thing. And they had to kick you the mean the old rescue sled? We did sled? watch that. <laughs> yeah, we did. That wasn't a good one. Not to watch. a good one to watch, right? <laughs> and, and a lot of this programming is like, oh, we'll just take that individual thing and we'll make everybody do it one time, or we'll do a relay. Everybody does uh, a round of Diane, and then a round of Jackie, and then a round of Fran. Like you can do those things, but it would be better. It's like, okay, we're gonna do. I think we had this program the other day. It was like 800 meter run. You're going to do Fran as a team, but it's like bulk work. You're going to go 135 thrusters and 135 pull-ups. And you're going to run again. You're going to go 135 deadlifts and 135 handstand push-ups. You're going to run again. And then everyone is going to do like 3000 meter row, something like that, where it's so simple on paper. Yet what it does to the athletes, as far as have them learn about each other, Again, not to do events that we've seen before. You don't need to practice events you've seen before other than just like working on transitions or something like that. But to put athletes in positions that they would have never normally been in in an individual setting to learn from each other. And that's the idea with this programming. So it's super simple on paper. But the nuance in the the, the practice that I've seen in play for over 10, 12 years of doing team coaching and programming, like this is broadcasting is is it's the things that they learn from what is programmed not necessarily what is programmed everybody could do burpees and pull-ups and deadlifts that's not the that's not the trick it's what they're getting out of the way those things are put together to put them in situations that make them better teammates not better athletes the best best seal teams aren't the best athletes they're the best teams oh dude i just read that in the culture code actually yeah and i was like you hand a team a six or 10 foot wood long between six people and the teams like you said it like what's sexy about doing 100 sit-ups with a telephone pole or holding it over your head for five minutes or carrying it it's like there's nothing but what it is is it forges a team unit together by learning what their personal impact is it's not what they learn from other people what their personal impact is on the rest of the team man when i take a break here everyone suffers i gotta not do that Right? Or when it happens there. Mm-hmm. And that's the, you know, I'm not saying we're going to program some, you know, Navy SEAL rubber boats and telephone workouts, but yeah, will. This, yeah, the idea behind it is up. to. Hey, listen, if it's in the gym, we're, we're going that way. Trust me. Yeah. The, the idea behind it is exactly what you said, Bill. Force these athletes to be in situations they never get in on their own. In a way, you don't test 
as a competition. It's a way you forge as a team during training. That's the idea. I love it. I love it. It's pretty awesome, Aaron. And I, you know, for me and for our athletes, and I think for, for any of the teams, you know, that are planning on getting together out there, um, you know, I think what Chase brings up about, you know, the most that you can, the more you can learn about yourself and about your teammates, the more successful you're going to be. You know, if you understand what your tendencies are, what your teammates, it's almost like you know what's going to happen before it happens, right? I mean, that's the thing with you see with the best teams that we see out there is the fact that like they can avoid, you know, the negative shit that, that happens because they basically, they, they know each other so well as athletes. And I think a lot of the workouts put them in positions to be able to really understand, okay, like this is coming up. I, I know how I'm going to do here. And now I've seen how, you know, X person's going to do and how this person's going to do. And so without question, I think, you know, the more that you can learn as a team um, and, and you're putting yourself in these positions. And I think it, it just makes you a better athlete in general, you know, because you're, you're constantly being put in positions to, to gain more knowledge, right. To gain more information, which I think as athletes is, is part of a huge part of the process is really understanding what you can do and what you can't do. And if you can't do it, then how do we figure out a way to get through that? Or how do we figure out a way to get through that as a team? Because inevitably there's going to be strengths and weaknesses. Not everyone is going to be good at the same stuff. So how do we manipulate and maneuver to be able to be successful, you know, utilizing people's strengths and minimizing their weaknesses? So it's a, you know, I think the program really, really does a great job of that. And I don't think there's any question that, you know, people will be successful if they, if they do it, you know, going in, I think they'll be better off doing it than not doing it. So, you know, I think it's, it's something, it's been a great addition to what we're doing. And, you know, I'd love to see more, more and more people jump on because I think it'll be a huge advantage going into Miami. And awesome. The, the thing I love about most of this is that, you know, we're talking about three person teams. This is fun. This would be fun to do on a weekend with your buddies, just having, just kicking it yeah. back and having fun on the weekend. But the other thing is, and I think we saw this, we see this from team athletes now who are prospective individual athletes is that we've said so much about this programming really gives you a better insight of who you are as an athlete and where your breaking point is and how far you can stretch yourself. The, the knowledge you learn from your own personal journey in a team competition, I think has unmatched value for your own individual performance down the road. What I think maybe Annie learned over the last season going team can only benefit her if she decided to go individual Absolutely. again. Sam Cornier with Mayhem, all those type of athletes that we've seen is what they can do from an individual perspective for teammates. Now take that knowledge and understanding and confidence what they can do for themselves in live competition. I think the the situational awareness that you get out of that because you you have to perform, oh, yeah. but you have to be very aware yeah. of what's going on with all your people. So even though you transfer from a team situation where you have to have your feelers and know where you got to be able to read everybody, whether you're looking at them or not. Now, as an athlete, an individual athlete, you need to be able to one perform, read yourself, but also know what's going on. You got to know what your judge is doing and how they're reacting. You have to know where everyone else is on the floor. You have to be able to look up at the at the big jumbotron to, to, to see where certain people are or be able to listen to what the MC is saying, who's up ahead, how many reps are they ahead, and you're constantly assessing all of these things, which is what you would do if you're on a team. 
yeah, it's a little bit more slowed down and there may be moments where you can stop and visually assess what's happening, but you're all, you have, you start really stretching out those antennas to really know mm. your area as you're competing, whether it's on a team or individual. So you're right. I, I think that that skill, uh, there's no way you can say it wouldn't be valuable, you know, to, to have that, that situational, I mean, situational awareness is always a positive always. thing to have anyway. <laughs> so um, I, I dig that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I, I take a look like a real world experience for like an athlete. Again, I'm going to use Alex as an example. She's one of our youngest athletes, right? She just turned 21 years old, which is you know crazy. Baby. And she, she, you know, finished top 25 at the games this past year, but like for her, you know, she's, she hasn't done team stuff before. She's mm. just individual. And I think, you know, exactly what you just talked about, Bill, with the, the idea of being able to, you know, watch somebody like a carry in that experience, watch someone like Ariel Lowen in that experience. Um, you know, now usually you're shut off. You're focused on what you're doing individually. You kind of have blinders on, you know, you're, it's you against the workout, but now, you know, you've got to be aware of what your partners are doing. You got to be aware of what your team is doing. But I think it also, now you take a look at that and be like, Oh shit. Like I didn't think about doing whatever it was that way. Now I'm looking at, you know, I'm really focused on being able to see somebody do something in a different way. And it adds to your repertoire, right? Oh, it, yeah. it, it continues to help you build. Um, so I, I think it's, it's huge value for people, you know, whether they're planning on being a quote unquote team athlete or whether they have, you know, uh, individual aspirations. I, I, I think it's, I think it's a phenomenal experience to be able to, you know, to kind of add to your programming and, and to, uh, you know, add to your value as an athlete. I mean, I think, I think it's a big value add. I love it. I, I'm so excited to see what these athletes do. Now you talked earlier in the show, you know, before we close things out, things you look forward to when you got, as Bill was kind of saying, a couple of these you know, superhero teams coming together with a little bit of underdogs flag over the top of them. And there's, is there a little, you know, camp to camp coaching out there? Is you eyeball across the, uh, across the competition floor is like, Oh, it looks so. like we got that one. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, uh, I, I don't think, you know, you get to where we're at, you know, in, in this sport without a sense of, you know, com competitiveness. Like I'm, you know, you, you want to win no matter what you do. And, and the way I look at it is, Hey, like, you know, it's definitely friendly competition, Yeah. but at the same time, like, you know, we, we, we got, we got our guys going, we want to, we want to win, you know, like there's no doubt in my mind, you know, like I love, and I'm great friends with a lot of the, a lot of the guys from the other camps, but there's no doubt that like, you know, Shane wants to kick my ass and I want to kick Shane's ass, right? Like that's going to happen. You know, I don't see there's any, there's no doubt about that. Like there's going to be points where like, eh, and I think, I think obviously we want to see everybody do well, but mm -hmm. there's no doubt. Like, you know, I, I, I want to see our underdogs teams win, you know, and, and there's, and there's extra motivation out there when you see, you know, some of the, the super teams being, that, that are being mm -hmm. put together, like, hell yeah, we want to win. No yeah. doubt about it, you know. So I'm I'm stoked about it. I love seeing all these teams coming out, you know. And you're like, holy shit, that's going to be a good team. Oh my god, that's going to be a good team. <laughs> um, and and I think in every division, you know, we have a couple of teams that qualified in the RX division. A couple of teams that qualified, and and you know, there's definitely a lot of pride, you know, when we go down there, and 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 we're gonna we're gonna do our best to try to make sure that that all of our teams and all of our athletes are as successful as possible. Yeah, for sure.
Well, that's awesome. And I, and I think that's the most fun part about Waterpalooza is that it's, it's not serious, but it's still for real. And I think if you're not having, <laughs> if you're not having that kind of fun out there, I mean, really what's the point going out there like that? Yeah. That's the best thing about sports It's the thing I love the most about teams is, you know, I, I don't trust a lot of people who never played team sports on just like a person to person basis, like at least some type of competitive environment where you were held accountable for your own actions, I think speaks volumes to <laughs> how these people grow up as human beings. But, uh, you know, Justin, I'm super excited about this. Obviously I'm really pumped about, Oh, Bruce, thank you for showing up right before we were signing off. But, uh, hello. Oh, hi, bye. <laughs> hi, bye. Uh, you know, I, I'm pumped to just even be a, a small part of this journey with you guys over there at underdogs. And it's been, uh, it's been really cool. And, Obviously, something we've been talking about for a while, and and on a selfish, I was like, I can't wait to see how things unfold there in uh, Miami coming come January. So I'm super pumped, and obviously, you know, your time here and and spending it with us is always uh, is always a treat. So thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. I always have a blast with you guys. So anytime you want me, you know, just give me a ring and I'll be here. <laughs> so I appreciate I appreciate what you guys do and, and Chase obviously with the program. You, you know, it's it's incredible and we're honored to have you as a part of it. And you know, it's it's something like I said, I just think is is such a cool value add for everybody. Um and uh, you know, if any like we said, if anybody is interested, you know, please, you know, they can just go to uh, underdogsathletics.com or they can hit us up on IG and we can give them information. Um, and, uh, I hope, you know, that people are enjoying it. I know they will. And, and, uh, you know, we're, we're here to try to help people be as successful as possible. And, and, uh, it's, it's awesome to, to just, you know, continue to help and help the community. So, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on. I love talking about it. I love shooting shit about anything with you guys. So, uh, (laughs) thanks again. Thanks again for having me on. Awesome. Anytime, anytime. And I can't wait to, you know, maybe recaps over this uh, over the coming coming months once we get into that that season uh, coming in quick. Well, Bill, damn good to see you, sir. It's been a while. Good you to see everybody too. in the chat. And, uh, you know, as always, it's always a treat to have Mr. Kotler on with us. I, I spared you without playing your intro music. I didn't want to – we go live on in, uh, on uh, YouTube now, and I didn't want to get a copyright strike for playing your uh, – Sweet, sweet jams over the Song. internet for too long. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for joining us so much. Yes, the Pierce Slow and Gazan forming is pro- oh already up. Look at that barbell spin. Boom! Just Those all over fire. it. Fire! All fire. over it. Breaking news. Justin always. Don't sneeze. Justin don't always sneeze does. Or barbell spin is going to put it up. Yeah, it, it'll happen. It's that fast. <laughs> I say, Justin always been oh, so nice man. in breaking some of the best news on this show. I mean, you broke the underdogs with us. That was really special. But uh, yeah, yeah, always love having you on. Thank you guys for joining us, Bill. Man, we had a, a three for this week. We got a big week, you guys. Got a big you day guys tomorrow. Better be here. Got you big, better yeah, be here. Better be here. We'll see you guys tomorrow live tomorrow on YouTube as we. What are we looking at? Yeah. Masters of Fitness Collective. Uh, yeah, we're talking about masters, masters, masters programming, so, yeah. programming, masters programming. All right, team. Thanks so much for joining us. See you tomorrow. Bye guys.